Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. I invite us now to follow along in our second scripture reading, which tells us the story of Pentecost. It comes to us from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. So let us hear the word of the Lord and what it has to say to us this day. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all gathered in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like a rush of violent wind. And it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and tongues rested on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this time, the sound, and at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard them speaking in native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own language, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered, and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunks, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both women, men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in heaven above, and signs on earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord 
shall be saved. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. There's many times where I believe, at least, the scripture passage that we read preaches itself. I think our reading for today is one such passage that offers us a good word, a reminder, a reminder of the Holy Spirit's gift to us and the innumerable number of spiritual gifts that God has poured out freely on all people, people here on earth. But even though I believe this is one such passage that preaches itself, I want us to pay attention to something. Pay attention to where your mind went when you heard that the disciples who had gathered began speaking in a language that they all understood, or what appeared to be speaking a common tongue. Did you make any assumptions when you heard that? Did you assume something was different? Did you maybe think that they stopped talking in their native language? Or perhaps you thought maybe they became so unified the differences between them disappeared. This reading which tells the story of Pentecost, the story that highlights our coming together as God's people, is meant to be just that. But what this story of Pentecost does not do is erase the past. It doesn't take away our mistakes or our faults. And this story of Pentecost is not meant to say we are to become one people who speak one way, who dress one way, who worship one way. I think it's easy to think of the Holy Spirit as this outside force sort of erasing things that make us different, especially when we hear a passage like this. And people have used this passage to justify creating churches that promote a culture of making people all the same. That doesn't work out too well. And if for some reason you fall outside of those norms these people create, they expect you to assimilate, to change who you are in order to fit in. And by no means is that what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do. In fact, I would be as bold as to say that the Spirit is encouraging us to do the opposite. When those who were granted the ability to speak in tongues 
and those who began to understand each other, speaking all these different languages. Perhaps we should think of this passage of people not being the same, but perhaps it is the Spirit entering into our hearts that opens them to allow us to better connect to people so closely that our languages or our differences are not the barriers that keep us separated. Perhaps if we understood this passage as the Spirit opening their hearts, opening our hearts, we might begin to bridge the chasms and climb the walls that we have erected to meet and embrace the different gifts, the different persons who make us the beloved children of God. As I said, some believe that Pentecost is this undoing of the breaking or scattering of people that occurred all the way back at that old story in Genesis, the Tower of Babel. But the Holy Spirit, in this instance, does not seem to diminish our differences, but instead affirms them. Because there is a richness to what each and every one of us brings here to the table of God. There's a richness to the diversity of our languages, our gifts, our talents, the way that we utilize our perspectives. What beauty and joy would there be if the Holy Spirit took all those things away and made us all sort of the same? Now, I'm Presbyterian, so I don't get excited easily, but that even to me seems pretty bland. Because, friends, God created a world that reflects the innumerable facets of who God is. God created a world, God created us to be reflections of those many different facets. That's why we have those who possess the gift of prophecy. Others, a gift of music. Others, the gift of language. And you can go on to name the rest. Even things like gardening or knowing how to run a nonprofit or teaching, healing. Those are all gifts that we have. In this rich pool of differences, the Holy Spirit makes its home. The Holy Spirit, the same Spirit, that brought forth the church from a hodgepodge of people from different nations in order to establish something new. One of my New Testament professors back in seminary talked to us about Pentecost. In, in an article he wrote, I think he frames it really in a nice perspective. He wrote that Pentecost does not seek to undo the purported errors of the past, 
but instead it seeks to live into the world as it is. I find comfort in that. I find comfort in the notion of the Spirit of God being this catalyst that drives us forward to envision new things. That the Spirit isn't this backup system that we can reboot if we don't like how something's going, bring us back to an idealized time. It's this driving force that takes all our losses, all our wins, and transforms them into something we could not have imagined. I like that. I like it because it affirms whatever we bring to God. It doesn't matter if it's perfect or if it's broken or if we consider it a win or a loss because everything we bring can be transformed. It means that the Spirit of God not only delights in our differences, our differences of appearance or speech or philosophies, but also delights in our diversity of mistakes and celebrations, actions and misactions. There is a grace and love that takes what we think is broken and turns it into something new. sort of moving then into a different direction. I think this is true as we begin to understand how the Holy Spirit might transform our own community here in Mayopac. Because I believe God is calling us to grow. I believe God is calling us to be transformed by the Spirit. And if I ask you how you see that happening, how might you then also see us being transformed for the future, bringing all these different gifts together? Pretty soon, these are questions we will be asking ourselves as a session after we take our own little summer recess and when we've had time to take a break, decompress, we'll begin to assess the needs of not only our buildings, but also our members, our friends, those who live close by, those who live farther away, all those who call Mayopac Presbyterian Church not only a safe space, but a place where they may call their spiritual home. All of this we ask because we are wondering what it means for the Spirit to work here. And I pray that these are questions you begin to ask yourself as well. Because while these conversations may start in a small group in our session, know that you will most likely be part of the conversation. Knowing that it will be part of a larger campaign for us on revisioning, re-envisioning what our church here can do. 
That means each of us will have the chance to share our differences, to share our own perspective, our fears, our hopes, our dreams, our passions, and our love for how the Spirit can move us beyond and take into account what we've done. But begin to show us what the future of our lives together may look like. And I know, again, we are not always good at change. I'm sure we need to form a committee for that. Because let's face it, change is scary, and that's okay. But I think we should be inspired. Inspired of taking a chance on tapping into the core that binds us together. As we sort of talked about this understanding of Pentecost being a coming together, not and a celebration of our differences, not a erasing of them, as we've talked about what that means for us here as a church, I've always found an appropriate metaphor for how we might understand Pentecost and our future lives together as being found in something as, if you want to call it simple, I think it's complex, something like a stained glass window such as the ones behind you. It's a piece of art, something that is enriched by many different colors, many different shapes. These are all things that make it unique and special. And if we painted over that glass or swapped out all the pieces for ones of the same shape, design, same color, it wouldn't be very interesting, or at least in my opinion, it wouldn't be that interesting. From the beginning, God has upheld what makes us, us. And we can't force each other into a box of the same design or shape because we were never meant to be that way. Pentecost reminds us that our differences are affirmed, a part of what it means to be the church with a capital C. And Pentecost directs our hearts to yearn for not what was, but, what, but for what can and will be when we join in celebrating, uplifting, and affirming these various diverse facets of our lives that make our families, that make our friends, that make our communities of faith so lively and cherished. So the challenge for us is to dream. Let us dream. Let us hope. Let us celebrate our differences that make us so rich as a community as we continue to move in the direction that God's Spirit leads us. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.